Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this off season. And you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Brandon Marianne Lee. Oh. oh. Good thing to clarify there. Whipping it out. Ooh. You switching things up this year, Brandon Marianne Lee? I think I have to. Ooh. Oh. Why, is the crow coming after you? Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee is upset. Pissed. <laughs> um, her birth name is Brandon Mary Lee. But then since she married Lee, she's now Mary Ann Lee. Brandon Mary Lee Lee. It's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's really bad. It's really kind of bad either way you put it. Brandon Lee. Brandon Mary Lee Lee. Brandon Mary Lee is by far the worst. So she took my middle name on the end, dropped the Lee, and took my middle name Anne to become Brandon Mary Ann Lee. Which is BS, because what about me? You didn't even add my middle name. You could have been Jean Ann. Well, Jean ends with A-N. That's good enough. Oh. Oh. I was like, Ann? Yeah, where are you going with this? What's the problem with ending with an A-N? <laughs> Way to try to merge that there, Brandon. Yeah. Epic fail, but okay, we'll go with it. It's okay. On fantasy football, I'm Courtney Kirby, but legally, I'm still Courtney Williams. I never did take my husband's last name except for fantasy football, which is his biggest passion. So I feel like it's a win-win situation for him. Really is. Really, right. really to be. Really is. Everybody wins. Everybody and actually, wins. on the um, New York ID, they put your last name first, and then your last name, or and then your first name. So I look like Lee Brandon. So actually, I get less problems with my name. Oh, yeah! There happy accident. Go. Turns out no one second guesses an Ashley Williams. Pretty basic. <laughs> Pretty basic. <laughs> so good. So true. Yeah. Well, now that we just started off the show about something that none of you guys care about. None of you care about. No one. It's no. kind of. It's kind of the it's kind of the role of the show because we're not going to talk about quarterbacks. No. Or wide receivers. Mm-mm. Or possibly your first draft, uh, you know, first pick of the draft or running back. No, no, we're not. No. We're going to talk about all the people that nobody cares about until the 15th round. We're talking about kickers, your defense. And we will start off with some tight ends, which, you know, we know we got some Gronk fans out there that might go crazy. Gronkaroonie. Gronkaroonie. A Gronk to remember. It's the summer of Gronk. It's the summer of Gronk. It's always the summer of Gronk. Yes. <laughs> In so my good. heart. <laughs> Did you guys see Gronkowski on um, Family Feud? Well, I didn't see the actual... I saw the footage about it. I didn't see him actually so on the So you show, saw the footage. It's like, what, what all things can you deflate? Did you see that? No, that was the question. No. What, 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 are, what are some things that you can deflate? And, and Gronk hits the button, and he's like, no, screw that. I don't want this question. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> oh, so good. I didn't watch it either. I just saw that little part. So it, it was good. So Did he say D's nuts? D's nuts. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think so. Because that's my favorite home video of all time. You know what D's you nuts. couldn't deflate? D's, D's nuts. nuts. <laughs> but 
why would you want someone to deflate your nuts? I'd love to see someone try. That wouldn't work out well. <laughs> we are getting uh, to football, I swear to God. Awesome, yes. awesome. Let's get to it right now. Let's start off with our right tight now. ends. We're, we do our rankings. We all do a little bit of a rankings. We've split it up. So each of us have two different positions. Uh, tight ends is the lovely Brandon Marianne Lee. So we'll start off there with the top 15 tight ends preseason 2015. We've got Rob Gronkowski, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham at number three, Travis Kelsey, Martellus Bennett, my faves, Delani Walker, Jordan Cameron at number seven, Jason Witten, Julius Thomas, Zach Ertz at number 10. We got Dwayne Allen, Kyle Rudolph, Vernon Davis, Josh Hill, and finishing it up at number 15. The never died, never gonna die, Antonio Gates. Go He'd be much higher if he didn't, you know, enjoy herbal supplements. <laughs> Maybe guy. that's what's kept was him in the herbal? game so long. Yeah, he said it was like a natural supplement that he was using, trying to repair himself from last season. So, like, who knows if that's true or not? Mm. But that's what he said in his statement, and it seemed very genuine. It was a very long it did seem statement. Yeah. It did. It's I believe. I believe that. I yeah took full responsibility. Because they're told those natural supplements have problems. Yeah. Because there's stuff in it that they don't have to list. So that may, I mean, that's what he said. So I'll take him at his word. He hasn't done anything to make me not trust him. He's 35 years old for heaven's sakes. If he was was that kind of person, you would have thought, you know, he would have gotten caught a lot earlier than that. Um, I think he's actually 45. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the herbal supplements make him 35. That's the difference. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. No, I agree. Like, usually we're skeptical. I 100% believe him that he did not know. Yeah, and you know what? I might be a sucker. Fine. Fine. I'm okay with being a sucker right. on this one. Yep, me too. Cover my eyes. I can't see anything. Well, let's break these tight ends down into, let's say, three tiers for the top 15 players. Where's the first cutoff, guys? Rob Gronkowski. Done. Gronk. Yeah. One. I mean. <laughs> he gets one. It's one. one I feel like tier. you almost need like four tiers. It's no. I mean, I, I would even say like five. Well, here's here's the thing. five tiers of the top fifteen players. I know that sounds crazy, but, but but to me, but the it's question like was Rob top Gronkowski. Three. Yeah, and then it's Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham, and then it's like Travis Kelsey through, in my opinion, Delaney Walker. And then it's Jordan Cameron through Julius Thomas. And then probably Zach Ertz down. Intriguing. I like Is that, that crazy? Like, that could be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um, I would agree. I think that Gronk is your top tier. But, I, yeah. but I'm not making him his own tier because I, I think everyone knows that Gronk is by far a step above, but the question is top three tiers. So I'm going to add in that tier, All in right. the top tier, the first three players, Grob Gronkowski, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham. I don't think it's even remotely debatable. That's your top three. Agree. In my opinion. Well, um, a lot of people have this Travis Kelsey guy way, way, way up. Which I, I don't. I, in fact, later in my notes, I, disagree, I would say I almost disagree that I think Antonio Gates, even with his suspension, should be in the Travis Kelsey spot. Whoa, up at number four? I do. Without four games? Four. At 35? Four, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. I like your style, Ashley. I do. Right. I do. I do. I do. That, that goes under the bold um, predictions, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But here's the thing: that that top kind of the top three tier is what I like about them is that the good news is that they're always going to produce for you decent numbers. Yeah. Always. You know, and the rest of the guys kind of fall into that three point range you, you can anticipate. Where the other three guys, you know, you're going to get more than three points every single game, and that sets them apart. I'm pretty confident that Kelsey, Bennett, and Walker are going to produce as well. I love me some Bennett. I mean, I can't, that's, yeah. actually, that's kind of where my first tier ends, or second tier, because, again, Robert Gronkowski's on, him, on himself. And I would say that um, the first five, Greg Olson, Jimmy, Travis, and Marcellus, I would all kind of put them in the same realm. I would put all of them right together. I think Bennett's going to have a great year. Um, and yeah. I think Delaney Walker's kind of where it goes, okay, jump, right? We got Now we've got players that can sometimes be inconsistent or, on, or are on inconsistent teams and or cannot stay healthy. So that's where, to me, it kind of like – and I would kind of clump all of those guys together. You know, I kind of love Vernon Davis this year. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year um, from last year. Um, I rated him a little high compared to a lot of people, but I feel the same way. I talk about that later in the notes. I feel yeah. like it just can't – actually, I don't. I don't talk about it later, so let's talk about it now. now. Um, I, I feel like uh, there was an issue last year with their offense that they decided to do a lot of three wide receiver sets, and it didn't work. <laughs> um, no. Although Colin Kaepernick's um, pass completion percentage has gone up every single year, so have his yards – I think that we thought he was worse than he was last year because everyone overdrafted him. You right. know, they thought he would be a top five guy, which was an irrational thing. And we told you last year it was irrational. Yep. Um, and so I think that this year we're going to be pleasantly surprised, I think, by the whole team because it can't be worse than what we think they're going to do, which is borderline Jacksonville territory. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's the barometer right there. Like, ooh, they're dipping low. They're dipping near Jacksonville. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, I just, I feel, I feel like Delaney Walker is the real deal. I, think, I am excited for Walker this year. I think that they need him yep. with that rookie quarterback. He, last year he had 63 catches, 890 yards, but only four touchdowns. So depending on whether they can get the ball down the field, um, hopefully he can get those touchdowns up. But that's a great year for a tight end. And I, yeah. I think that you can get him pretty cheap, and why not? They need him. And I, I, I enjoy his presence on this team. Right now, borderline, he's a veteran because the team is yep. so young. I think that he has a really good chance of being a, a standout guy. So I, I agree with you. I think Bennett, Walker, that area. I think once you get to the Jordan Cameron, Jason Witten, Julius Thomas area, it's so much unknown. Right, exactly. It kind of, like, really gets you to that moment of there's so many things around them that can affect their play week to week. It's just kind of crazy. Although yeah. I do love Dwayne Allen as well. I think that although this is a very crowded team with a lot of talent to be pulled yeah. in a lot of different directions, um, for a position that's so inconsistent, I think that Dwayne Allen could be a good choice for you. He did lose some weight, too, in the offseason. Yeah, I talk about that later. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's yeah. talk about diets. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Let's. Well, are we, on, are we officially on to Tier 2 at this point? 
Yeah, I did all the tears. I think we kind of did the tears, but let's actually gonna branch off into tier two. What else do you have to add to that? Well, I kind of disagreed a little bit because I was said my top was Gronk through Graham, and then tier two would have been Kelsey through Thomas, Hmm. and then the next down Ertz down. Although I would bump Antonio Gates up much higher, much, 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 much higher because at the end of the day, he's still going to be a top five tight end. When all is said and done, even after his four-game suspension, he right. well. If you play daily fantasy, the second he's back in, plug and play. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean he you will know. be a top five tight end. Absolutely. But the great news is you're able to get him for fairly low because of the four-game suspension. Everybody's a little gun shy to get him. But yeah. I think he's definitely worth it. And what I like about Delaney Walker, what I'm so excited about, is that. He did have a great season last year, even despite having, you know, a circus of quarterbacks, but he was always consistent. Walker's not the kind of guy that drops the balls, that, you know, isn't there to the play. He's consistent. He just didn't get consistently targeted. And with the fact that we've got kind of a little bit of inexperienced quarterbacks, tight ends always receive the love on that with the dump-offs, and I think Walker's going to be fantastic this year. I love that we've all talked about Walker. Walker's my team, people. I know. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> my, it's my team. But thank you for reading the stats and saying why he's great. I like I like Jason Witten this year too, though, guys. I do. I think Witten's gonna bounce back here. Hey, Witten. Oh, I, I do, man. That man, just he seems like he's always gonna get you four more points. You know, and he just doesn't. He's the reason why tight ends is, is such a dis- disappointment position for me. Is, what is I Jason like, Witten is the per- perfect example of it. You know, like, he should get you four more points. I but you know when Witten's why. better, Courtney? Witten is better when the running game's not great. It's true. That is Witten's, true, Ashley. When Witten, yeah, when, when the running back is fantastic, Witten doesn't get used as much. But the fact that we've got Darren McFadden and Randall coming in, these are not exactly two stellar running backs, that Witten will be used. He will be used on the outside of the line. He will be used in the dump-off plays. He will be used much more this year than he was last year because they, they didn't need him as much. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's a good point, Ashley. I like that, Witten. All right. Well, I guess I'll take him off my I hate, hate you, don't draft ever again list. How many of us will have our oldest player on our fantasy team be a tight end? <laughs> yeah, very right. likely. Raise your hand. Yeah. No, it's nuts. It's, it's a very weird place. I do like how low you can get Witten now. Low. I got him real low in one of our drafts already. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of which, Ashley, are you still doing your draft in the Scott Fishbowl <laughs> 2015? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did my league. We went slow. We went like <laughs> four days longer than you guys did. Yeah, no, we, we finished up, I want to say, on Tuesday morning, and it started Monday, so over a week it went. But, yeah, I got Witten, I want to say, around 18, 19. Wow. And this isn't a league where you only draft quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, and running backs. I mean, right. and he was still available, so I feel really good about that. Heck yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. Brandon. What about your second tier? Do you have anything to add to it? Nope. But I would, I would uh, love to talk about the next question because I'm pumped. <laughs> All right, this is our favorite, the haters. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Uh, which tight end that didn't make? Oh, I guess we'll skip. We'll go. We'll be back to the haters in just a second. But we'll start with which tight end that didn't make the top fifteen would be a great backup for your, your first round tight end. Well, um, I want to ask first, who 
covers the Bengals, and are you talking about Tyler Eifert today? I am not. Great, because I forgot what teams I did, and I wrote about Tyler Eifert, and I thought that was funny. (laughs) I did it. I also wrote about Delaney Walker, which is why I read his stats, because clearly (laughs) I don't know who I'm covering anymore. Um, You're only covering the important people, apparently, minus (laughs) Eifert. I do, though. I cover Jason Witten and Vernon Davis. I didn't write about them. Um, (laughs) No, Tyler Eifert, he dislocated his elbow in uh, week one last year, and that was his sophomore season. So we only had a rookie season, and tight end rookies, I'm going to tell you later here, not okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, But uh, listen, he's supposed to be having a great camp, and – I'm kind of I'm kind of digging him. You can get him dead last, last pick of the draft. You can get him, and uh, I think that there might be some serious potential there for Tyler Eifert. So there you go, and and we have no numbers to go off of with him, but just gut reaction. They let Jermaine Gresham go, which by the way he's like shopping himself. He already has yeah. offers. He's like, eh, I'm gonna still look around. Also, if Jermaine Gresham ends up in a good spot. I'm not against drafting him either, especially in a good matchup. Not against it. But they got rid of him because they feel so great about Tyler Eifert. And dislocated elbow, if he's okay, he's okay. You know, we can move forward. I'm not as worried. I mean, Gronk, like, basically has, like, a robot arm. Yeah. And he can he can do anything. It's completely so. allowed in the NFL now. It's fine. Yeah, right. about you, Ashley? I want to go with Jared Cook. I think he's a fantastic opportunity to have his best year yet mm. in St. Louis with Nick Foles at the helm. I do. You know, Jared Cook is one of those guys that will have a couple big games every year, you know, and, and he's virtually had no solid quarterback. You know, and Bradford has been hurt for years now, and, and there's been a circus of quarterbacks coming in with absolutely no yep. consistency. And yep. despite this, he was still the 15th highest scoring tight end last year, which to mm-hmm. me was shocking because, again, zero offensive production, it seems like, out of St. Louis, and he still is the 15th highest scoring tight end. You put a quarterback like Nick Foles in there who has the ability to actually consistently get him the ball where it needs to be in the perfect routes, I think he's got a fantastic opportunity. I think nothing yeah. but, you know, good, good stuff for him. And you can get him either not even drafted or super late and just stockpile him for later. So I think he's going to be huge. 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 Call it now. We talked about it at the top of the show, but uh, Antonio Gates suspended for the first uh, four weeks. So if you pick him up, Ladarius Green is going to be his backup for the first four weeks. And what I hear is that they're going to be using him. So, uh, even when yeah. Gates comes back, let's not forget, although the man never dies, he sure does never. move slow. He's a yep. slow mover. And the one thing that Philip Rivers has said about <laughs> Green this offseason is that he looks faster than he's ever seen him. So That's because he's been looking at Antonio Gates as an optical yeah. illusion. Seriously. <laughs> Darius Green's actually quit pretty quick for how huge he is. But, yeah. I mean, seriously, if you, if you had them next to each other, you'd be like, is that lightning? Yeah, seriously. I mean. I, I think Peyton Manning could probably beat him in a 40-yard dash. I mean. That's oh, embarrassing. That's the that's worst. That's the worst race I could imagine. Antonio Gates and Peyton Manning. Are you kidding me? I would the love to see bowl. that race. The I would bowl. tune in to see that. The tortoise versus the tortoise. Yeah. Oh my. That's fabulous. We're going that's... straight to Hades for even suggesting this. Uh, well, I think it's a brilliant idea. I'd love it. 
Love We're it. selling tickets. That's our million dollar idea. <laughs> Veteran 40 yard dashes. Oh, that's good. And then bring someone like Brett Farvin to open it up for you. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Love. You can shoot the starting gun. Awesome. All right, you two, give me two tight ends that you, uh, you, that we should have on our draft radar that you really like. And, I, and I'll start this one off because one of them's already taken, Delaney, Delaney Walker. We've already talked about him. We got it. <laughs> Brandon read the stats. Ashley already Sorry. praised him. We love Delaney Walker. Obviously, we're all fans <laughs> here, okay? Uh, but my other one is, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with this guy, and I'm trying to look positive at tight ends. Um especially since my hatred for Jason Witten came out so abruptly at the beginning of the show. So I will just say Jordan Cameron, new team, new offense. Let's all hope a new outlook on how not to screw over his fantasy owners. Okay? That's what we're all crossing our fingers for because he's good, you guys. He is a good good player. He's large. I love Tannehill this year on every platform. So... The fact that, you know, he's throwing in the ball. Hopefully, you know, this is just, like, a really great chemistry. The, t- the team seems to really enjoy him. This is that, you guys. This is the turning point. He's going to stay healthy for all 16 games. Okay, that's probably not going to happen. So you definitely want to have a backup. But hopefully in the games that he is healthy in, he will get you some good fantasy points. He can do it. Jordan Cameron can do it, and the Miami Dolphins can do it. They can be strong on offense. I can feel it. That's where I'm okay. At. Well, I'm going to say that Greg Olson, in my opinion, is the number two guy because I don't see there's any reason why he wouldn't reach the same stat line. He has the same quarterback. He has the same amount of confidence. He has the same skill set. He's healthy. I feel great about him. Unlike Jimmy Graham, who made a huge change. So I wrote an article actually for FanDuel.com slash insider and um, all about, like, will Jimmy Graham get lost in this run-first defense or run-first offense? And the answer is, you know, he won't get lost. But, you know, he is going – I actually have this, like, chart that has Russell Wilson's stats opposite Jimmy uh, – opposite, uh, opposite Drew Brees' stats. And it's a 30% decrease in yards and a 39% decrease in passing touchdowns. So I'm not saying that he's going to drop 30%, but I think he's going to drop about 15 to 20% yeah. at least. And I don't see that happening with Greg Olson based off of what we've seen in the offseason. So last year, 84 catches, 1,008 yards, six touchdowns. I think maybe even the touchdowns go up a little. I feel great about him. He's also solid, solid every week tight end. I'm taking him above Jimmy Graham. And by that, I mean Jimmy Graham's going to go off the board first. Just wait. Get, get Greg Olson. That's totally. my advice to you. Safe bet. Ashley, real quick. Uh, I like Dwayne Allen. I, I like Kobe Fleener as well, but what I think is that Dwayne Allen did trim down this season. He's coming into camp, trim, slim, looking a little bit faster. And that was part of what held him back last year was the fact that Kobe Fleener was more the guy that they could actually use down the field, and they used Dwayne Allen more as a blocker. This year, I really think that Dwayne Allen is actually going to get kind of the bulk of the workload. So I think if I had to pick out of the two, I'd say Dwayne Allen. And then Julius Thomas. He's an atrocious, awful, awful blocker. But they did take a lot of investment into their offensive line, hopefully to give Bortles a little bit more time to actually make a pass. And I'm hoping they're going to use Mercedes Lewis as the actual muscle that they can, so that Julius Thomas will actually be able to get off the line kind of for the dump for Bortles. Dump for Bortles. The dump for Bortles. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Tight ends. Ugh. They're definitely going to take a dump. Yep. <laughs> they're Jacksonville, so. Well, wish for the best. 
Hey, you know, all the Jacksonville wide receivers are my sleepers of the year. And you know what? I'm probably going to get strung up for that. But I, that is what I feel. All right. Defenses. Defenses. This is, comes late in the draft, guys. But it's, it can be important. I'm interested to hear what you ladies think about how to draft a defense. But let's go over our top 15 defenses in preseason of 2015. We have the Seattle Seahawks as number one. Buffalo Bills, St. Louis Rams, Houston Texans. We got the Denver Broncos at number five, Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets. Jets? Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, number eight, Baltimore Ravens, number nine, the New England Patriots. Green Bay Packers up there, Carolina Panthers. Number 13, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions round us up at number 15. Man. Remember when the Steelers used to be up on the list? Oh, so sad. They were so, so sad. So sad. The fact that Detroit's at number 15 now, it makes me feel like they're soon to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and it makes me cry because how is this possible? The era is over. The era is over. I don't know. Could be. It could be. All right, ladies, defenses. This is when it gets a little dicey. Some people go crazy over defenses, drop them really high. Some people wait until the very, very end. Some people don't even care about defenses at all. Where do you guys stand? How are, we, how are you doing this with your drafts? Well, listen, everybody matters on your team, but they matter week to week, matchup, matchup. And that's how I usually do my defenses. However, if I have a top five defense, I do hold on to them. Um, my only question mark here is where's the Philly D? I don't, I don't have Philadelphia, so again, I'm a terrible person. But they had the most turnovers last year with 12 interceptions, 16 fumbles, which was number one. Um, I, yeah, I, I love them. And they had the most scores, too, seven. They had seven scores on defense last year. So, um, but I, I think, listen, you got to look at what's going on that year because, once again, no one thought Philly would be making those fantasy points. So no one was paying attention to how good they were. So also, look, your defense actually might be a top-five defense, and you don't even know it. So, um, But I do, I do stream unless I get someone that I really, really, really like, like Buffalo. Obviously, I would keep Buffalo. But, you know, anyway. So, so you're a streamer. Players. So you're a streamer. So you're not going to draft the Seattle Seahawks early or to get a – to get that number one defense or the, the Bills early. No, in fact, I, ever, I don't remember if we were asked or if I was asked, like, how early you can take Seattle's defense. And I said 10th round right. at the earliest, in my opinion. I think you have to have your quarterback, your tight end. I think you need to have three running backs and four wide receivers, bare minimum. I, I just don't think, especially because there are going to be matchups where you don't want them. And they're yeah. fantastic, but I, I don't – there's no way I would take them above a skill position until I have them filled. So. Good. Ashley. You know, I have gone two ways and I switch it up based on my league and how other people in my league have drafted to that point. If we're going to be honest about it. So the first yeah. way is I draft two stellar defenses, kind of like Brandon saying in the 10th and 11th round back to back. I do back to back picks that I will switch in week in week out based on who has the better matchup. And by taking a pick then, generally you can get a, a, a top defense. Maybe you can go a little higher if you wanted to, depending on how people are doing there. And I never really, I, I don't really switch my defenses other than those guys. You know, I stick with those two the entire time. Because, I, you know, I'd rather have that than some sixth receiver that I'm never, ever going to actually insert into my lineup, realistically. 
Second way I do it is I draft one really good team high. And in this case, maybe I like, let's say the Buffalo Bills, more than I would want to take my fourth wide receiver, depending on who has been left at this point. But, you know, generally I get Gary Brown. I don't really go over the 10th round. Even that is somewhat early. But in that case, I play them every single week up to my bye. And at that point, I analyze and say, how are they doing? And if they aren't exactly what I want in terms of that top pick, then I stream the rest of the time. Literally, week by week, I'm dropping that defense and picking up a new one, dropping a defense, picking up a new one, um, if I don't, if they're not performing in a top five slot. So do you ladies hold one or two defenses on your roster then? Do you just hold the one? Or are you gonna in my hold first the one scenario, like, I have two defenses have two in my scenario. You, okay, the second one you kind of alternate out. Yeah, right? first one I've okay. got two defenses on my roster at all times. The second one I have one defense, and then I'll stream if my defense is not a top five pick at that point. Because yeah. you're right, sometimes you pick a defense. Like Seattle actually wasn't all that great last year in terms. They no. you know they weren't a top defense, but people That's picked them incredibly great. high. When where in reality, Philly, Buffalo, Houston. Those were actually better defenses. So if you had waited till the 11th, 12th round, you could have gotten Houston. Or the 16th round. You know, who was a top defense. And, you know, and, and so you're to hold on to Houston because, you know, they got J.J. Watt. They're scoring touchdowns. They're scoring points left and right. There's no reason for you to drop them. And we're talking about the fact that a lot of you play, a lot of you at home that speak to us on Twitter and what have you, play with your friends. Like, you're having these, like, really, like, fun leagues. And that's where people take defenses early. And, and... We're saying don't take them, like, early in those leagues, and you can do it in the 10th round in those leagues. If you're doing something that's, like, more – like, our expert leagues, you would never take a defense before the second to last round because no one literally has taken a defense yet. You right. don't need to, you know? Right. So know your league. We always come right. back to that. And defenses and kickers are the number one thing you need to know your league about. If it's, like – an office league, someone's going to take Seattle in the fourth round, let them. No one cares. And then maybe you want to take a defense around round 10 because everyone else is taking defenses, and at some point, you know, you're stuck with New Orleans, and that would be terrible. So I understand that, <laughs> but know where you're going. And, yeah. and, like, you know, in my expert leagues, I don't even think about defense or kicker. In my friend leagues, weird things happen. And then I have to adjust. But right. wait as long as you can is what we're saying. Or at least that's what I'm saying. Is wait as long as you yep. can and feel comfortable. Because you don't want to end up with the Bears in New Orleans and being like, which one is going to be terrible less? Yeah. Well, I yeah. was in a league once with a guy who got like 10 defenses or something because he wanted to use it for trade bait. And I was like, you are an idiot. But the yeah. problem is that I had to then pick a defense earlier because there were like two left. But also be smart, and this is thinking way ahead, because there are times where it makes more sense for you to literally not even start a defense than to put a defense in, because they can lose you points. Defenses are notorious for all of a sudden getting you negative 11, negative 10 points where you would have won if you hadn't even started a defense. So don't just, if you are taking the streaming approach, don't just put in a defense for the sake of putting a defensive in. If you've got a really strong lineup and you've got a suspect defense, honestly, Sometimes it's better just to not even put one in. And if you play daily, the difference between the top, like, the top one's usually more expensive, but, it, like, the difference between, like, second through fifth place versus the last people is only a difference of a couple hundred dollars on your salary cap. Spend the money on the defense if it's a difference of a hundred or two hundred dollars. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. Don't. Just think they're all the same. They're not. And you never want to start them against really great teams. 
I don't care who the defense is. If they're going up against Andrew Luck, I don't play them. Nope. I mean, I've been known to say that I would sell my children for the Seattle Seahawks defense. <laughs> circa 2013. But uh, I like to, you know what, I like to be a follower when it comes to defenses now. You know, like once the train starts to move in, I'll hop on the ride. You know, there's so many, there's so many, when you talk about tiers for defenses, I feel like there's so many that are, you know, can, can be so close. I love the Jets this year, right? I mean, like, I love the Jets. And yeah. the Jets is going to have the number one defense this year. If you ask me, I think it's the Jets. But, you know, well, I you love. You did these rankings, right? I do, I do but I think they're going to end up being the number one defense. For preseason, you know, like, Seattle Seahawks, they have all the makings in the world. They're consistent. They, you know, not yeah. lots of changes. The Bills, I mean, the Bills are going to be awesome. But that's what Rexy, I'm saying. Rexy. I think the Jets are going to end up on top, but they're so close. I mean, you got the, let's see, Miami Dolphins at six. I mean, that's a great defense to have, right? They were already pretty good last year. Now they got Dominic and Sue. They have a great defensive line. I think it's just, you know, there's a lot. And even if you had to wait until pick – I mean, gosh, Kansas City Chiefs were fantastic last year. Granted, they're not the same this year. That's why they're at number 14. But even even the Chiefs, and you can trade them in and out as you go. I mean, I think that's a good number one team to have. I think that uh, when it comes to defenses, I, I can wait. That yeah. you don't want to wait with so many long. of them. Yeah, so many yeah. of them. They have the, you know, that dirty word potential. But you are right, Corinne, because the train gets started. And for some reason, it's defenses more than any other any position. Any other position. The moment someone picks up a defense. They start flying. There it goes. The ball is rolling. Everybody picks up rolling. defenses. So do your homework beforehand to know where that cutoff is between defenses that are worth picking up and defenses that are purely stream-worthy teams. Because my personal opinion, this will probably lead into the kickers later on, I would rather wait and take my kick my defense as the very last pick if I'm dealing with just bad defenses are going to be streaming the whole time anyway and get the top kicker. Because that's going to bring in more points than a streaming defense you're going to end up dropping anyway in a week. Perfect. Wow. All right, real quick, guys, let's go over who is going to be your top NFL defense in 2015. Houston. Houston. Longhorn State. I'm t- they have J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney supposedly looks great. He's coming back. Everything looks good. They drafted cornerback Kevin Johnson in the first round this year. They have corners uh, Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph. They have safety Raheem Moore and now Vince Wilford. I, I just, they're in a bad division too, you guys. Yeah, in Indy, that's the best part. Bad. Yeah. So they're going to lean on their defense and so will I. Yeah. Ashley? I really like Buffalo again this year. You know, they have such a solid group of guys in all aspects of their game on the field, and they have a lot of guys returning this year. You add Sexy Rexy into that mix with his Mm. genius defensive mind, and the Bills D has already elevated, and the season hasn't even started yet. Plus the fact that they were the second-highest-scoring defense last year. I mean, it's it's Bills all the way. Bills, baby. Bills all the way. You know, I gotta say, it's gotta be the Broncos this year, man. It's got to be the Broncos with all of those names: T.J. Ward, Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, Marshall, Talib. I mean, many. It just keeps going. It has got to work out this year. It has got to be the year of the Denver Broncos. They're all about to die, and or you know, (laughs) get and or you know, 
be free agents next year. You know, I don't know if we're going to have Von Miller next year. You know, it, I hope it, not. We're probably not going to be able to afford DeMarcus Ware again. You know, so it's just like it's now we never. have to, they have to do it. I say we because I'm a Denver Broncos fan. They have to do it this year. They have to put up the numbers that the offense is putting up. All right? They've got it. Right. They need to put up turnovers. That's their problem. They don't have enough yep. turnovers to make them fantasy relevant. Not enough turnovers. All right, you guys. Let's start off with some, uh, or let's finish the show with some kickers. Because kickers do matter. It's the truth. Top wrote a whole article kickers. on it, people. Wrote a whole mm. article. <laughs> nice. Mm. Kickers do matter. Steven Goskowski. That's the, the Goskowski the I love. Every year. Yeah, every Go. year. Uh, I love I love half of these names though. I'm you know I'm very sentimental. Kickers have the best names. Yeah, they really, yeah, they really are. Stephen Hauschka, Justin yeah. Tucker, big fantasy player, Dan Bailey, Adam Vinatieri, the man, the kicker that will never go away. He'll be playing in well into his seventies. Mason I Crosby, will never die. <laughs> Cody Barkey, <laughs> Connor Barth, which if you don't know, he plays with Denver Broncos. Matt Bryant, uh, Sean. Sawsome. Sweesome. Sweesome. Oh, man, I should have spelled that one out like I did, or, like, did later. Did you say sawsome? Because <laughs> that's awesome. It's like awesome. Pre-show Corny awesome. kept like tripping up on his name, so she was trying to like phonetically spell it out and clearly missed it on the ranking part. <laughs> well, I didn't, put the, I didn't put the phonetic part here Saucy Sawsome. Sean Saucy Sawsome. I want to have him on the show and be like, excuse me, Mr. Sawsome. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, Nick Novak, Blair Walsh, Matt Prater, Phil Dawson, and Dan Carpenter. Because that man, too, is never going away. No. no. And that, he's, I, he's amazing. He has, does not have the numbers as military, but, man, Carpenter is just there. He's just always going to be there. Love it. And you can always check out our rankings on HerFantasyFootball.com so that you can see beyond 15. But really, the yeah. top 15 for kickers is really all you need. That's all I need. That's all you need. That's all I need to know. That's it. At W underscore P underscore F underscore L says to draft a kicker before a tied end, except Gronk and Graham. Do you ladies agree with that? Are you going to be drafting your kicker before Greg Olson, Brandon? Hell no. <laughs> Ashley. I'm your, assuming that he's kidding. I don't know. He says the numbers, the numbers um, agree with that statement. They do agree with that statement. I would, I, okay. <laughs> Not before your tight end. Stop it. Not your starting tight end. He goes, Stop he goes it. crazy. All right. Oh my All God. right. Here you're we gonna, go. You're gonna, I'm going to have an aneurysm. This is Brandon and I, maybe our biggest disagreement ever. And for people that don't know, we're sisters. So we have had 30 plus years of disagreements. And this is one we will never agree on. I just had a birthday and I'm 21 again. Stop it. Right. <laughs> we, can't, we can't agree to disagree on this one. So naturally, I will start because I am always the one to go rogue on I'm where you should draft kickers. I'm going to check my phone if I get any text messages. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so usually you do draft a kicker in the last couple rounds. So by that game you know, plan, you would absolutely draft a tight end over a kicker. So what do I say? Heck yeah, you can draft a kicker before a, you can draft a tight end. Okay, as long as <laughs> you do not have the opportunity to grab a top three, top six kind of tight end, okay? So there are a few guys I would say it's okay to stretch for. And by few, I mean one. 
there is one singular exception that you can possibly reach with, and that is Stephen Goskowski. I'm going to give you my reasoning because I can see Brandon is completely checked out because she likes to pretend I don't even exist when we talk about kickers. But I have, I'm literally going to sit here. Uh-huh, I know. So, here's the deal. Goskowski scored more points than every single tight end except for Gronkowski. He scored more points than Jimmy Graham. He scored more points than Greg Olson. Literally, Gronk is the only tight end to score more points than Goskowski. He scored almost 20 more points than Jimmy Graham last year. And Adam Vinatieri scored only one point less than Jimmy Graham. So the question... Well, but that's my whole point. So here's the thing. The question really comes down to spreads. This is where Brandon could probably somewhat agree. There was a 12-point spread between the top kicker and the second-best kicker. There was a 20-point... Sorry, 26-point spread between the first and the 10th-best kicker. Whereas there was a 44-point spread between the top tight end and the 10th-best tight end. So if you can't get your hands on a top three tight end, I wouldn't hate you for trying to snag the best kicker. I really wouldn't for the fact that, you know, you would have scored 39 more points by getting the best kicker in Goskowski last year than the fourth best tight end last year. If it is not Goskowski, you can wait on your kicker because, again, no one's picking kickers till the very end, so you can wait on it. But if people have gone for a mad dash on tight ends and all of a sudden you're stuck down there with Zach Ertz or... I don't know, someone even beyond that, Josh Hill. I wouldn't hate you for grabbing Goskowski because everyone else already has their tight end. You could probably get him on the next round. Heck yeah, Ashley. I'm into that. Goskowski. Yeah, but if you, if you would have waited, you would have only lost, you would have only had a 20-point differential. That's yeah, my but, whole but, point. But your top kicker is still bringing in so much more points. I agree. Yes, there's a tw- only a 26-point spread between your first and your second. So you only have two or points sorry, less tenth. per week. With the worst kicker in your league versus the best. Because you really only have 10 to 12, maybe 14 at the most uh, kickers at one time. My whole point is no one drafts a backup kicker. So no you can does. trade in. <laughs> so No, but that's my point. My point is you can then trade in for a decent kicker if your kicker goes rogue. Yeah, you can't do that too, for right? running injuries, backs, yeah. wide receivers, tight ends. That's not an option. So my point is, who cares? So the, so now you 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 got a meh kicker, or maybe you know he's in Tampa Bay, so he gets like I don't know some terrible disease. But you can then let them go, and then pick up a guy who's number twelve or number thirteen. And you know what? Sometimes the best kickers are still on the waiver wire because people didn't realize that until this year. So I, I just think the replacement so, – so not only do I, I think that the, the differential like that we're talking about is so much smaller, but also the replacement is such a lower detriment to your team that that's why you wait. It's not necessarily because kickers don't matter. Kickers do matter, and it's very important. And also – but you can make the same argument when you look at the tight ends, that there is not much of a point spread. Once you've broken out of that top 10 tight end range, even top five, there right. is virtually a 10-point spread between your like seventh best and your 15th best. They're all in that same range there. So if you really like Oskowski and this is the guy on your team and you really want him, go for it. Right. Because, you know... You do but want to my like point is, you, what you want to do is you want to pinpoint. So I'm not even talking about just your tight end. I'm talking about your backup tight end. That's right. I'm even going to go backup tight end, which most people don't do either. But I'm saying I would rather take a chance that Tyler Eifert has a breakout as my backup tight end 
than worry about getting a kicker because I know I can get a kicker off waivers, worst case scenario. And the, the difference won't be as great, whereas maybe Tyler Eifert ends up being a top five tight end. But don't pick up a tight end that you think isn't going to do anything. Uh, by the way, in general, when you're drafting, once you get done with, like, the good players that you know are going to do something, don't draft people you think are going to be garbage. Like, then go to the people that might hit it. A little, like, risky. That's where you get the Who would draft Austin people Safarian. who thinks they're going to be garbage? Why would yeah. you draft somebody who's going to be bad? Because they're higher ranked. But if you think that this particular player isn't going to do anything, that's where you take chances. That's where you get the rookies. That's I where see. you get the, like, you know, the guys that you think boomer bust or they, they went to a different team. It could change everything. Or you think Vernon Davis is going to have a comeback. That's where you get, do that. I'd rather take my chances and then leave the kicker to the end rather than take a kicker and miss out on a chance of a guy like, like a lot of people took Odell Beckham Jr. actually in those rounds, right? Where you were like, ah, eh, he's a rookie, but he's a hamstring problem. Uh, and then he ends up being amazing. You know, so uh, I do agree that you, you kickers is again a position that you can stream. And like I said, there's only one you should reach for, generally for emotional reasons and because he's the top kicker. And again, I, I disagree. I, I would be okay drafting Goskowski before, you know, a second string tight end. Again, if you got the opportunity to get a Bartellus Bennett, a Delaney Walker, a Jimmy Graham, obviously you would be ridiculous to draft a kicker over one of those guys because there is such a spread between them and anybody else in their position. But if you really want to draft one of the top of the kickers, I don't, I don't have any hate for you drafting them over a tight end that you're maybe going to pin in a bye week that's maybe got a chance to have a couple good games. If that's your thing. Because here's the thing. If there's a position to get emotional with, it's your kickers. If there's a, if you really want to have someone from your team, let well, it be your kicker. That's what I was going to say. I do that. I wait till last round and I try to get the Broncos kicker, whoever that may be. You know? But I can usually get them in the last round. But I, I make I, I do say don't draft your home team, but with your kicker, go for it. Unless your home team is Jacksonville. They just don't do anything. Poor Josh Gobi. He's actually pretty talented, but they just never get there. Never get down there. All right, quick ladies. Who do you love this year as a kicker? Who's your faves? Since we already said how emotional we get about it. Obviously, this is a very emotional part of the show. <laughs> Ashley actually had a really good dissertation, by the way. I want to do, like, a thumbs up. You really did. I didn't do that. Do you what? did good work. You did good work tonight on the kicker dissertation. Usually you completely disagree with me, so thank you. Yeah, but I thought it was good. Uh, no, I uh, I think Dan Bailey is uh, possibly going to have a huge year, and I'll tell you why. A, he had his worst uh, completion percentage ever for his kicks, which is 86.2 last year. But I think part of it was that they just scored all the time, so he didn't need to kick field goals. It was a very weird year. But this year, they don't have a run game. Perfect. I like Dan Bailey, and I think that he's going to have a pretty darn good year. Come back. Ashley? Sticking with the dance. I like Dan Carpenter a lot like this year. I do. So the thing is, what's so great about them is that the Bills will be much better this year offensively, but they're not going to be awesome. And that is the money spot. That is what you are looking for with kickers. You want a team that is just good enough to get into field goal range, but is not good enough to actually get into the end zone. 
That is the Bills. Dan Carpenter will be huge. Squeeze them. <laughs> Squeeze them. Nice. <laughs> Steelers going to score. You know, they do. That's what they do. You know Sean's going to get gonna it. Haters going to hate. Sean's going to get at least four points. <laughs> it's true. Let's do it. Let's do it. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Let me on bow. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing in the Steeler land. Well, this was good, you guys. Our podcast on all the other players. That's what that's what this one is. The Not other the real people. players. Yeah. It's the other the people. other guys. The other people yeah. count too, guys. It's true. Thank you for listening. Make sure to hop over to herfantasyfootball.com to subscribe to us so you can see what we're doing and find out our whole list of rankings. Also, chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes where you can also write a little nice little blurb and give us five stars. That would be great. Make sure you chat with us, you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Until next time, no more faking it.